We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome on into Field of 68 After Dark, sponsored by Bet Rivers, alongside Randolph, Demon Deacon, Childress, and John Henson. I'm Megan McEwen. <laughs> hey, look, we're going to get into um, a fierce battle in the ACC tonight between your alma mater, gentlemen. But if you don't mind, which uh, you have to not mind. I don't want to talk about nobody else, but I, I will. I'll follow your lead, Megan. Just but follow I don't want our to lead here. Me. Just, you know. Okay. Humor me here. Okay. Let's get a little reaction you, with the Big East. We have 10th ranked Marquette taking on 21st ranked UConn. Interesting matchup from a lot of different standpoints, starting with the fact that Marquette came into this game riding a five-game win streak. But look, UConn threw the first punch and never looked back. RC, starting with you, what stood out to you about the Huskies? Their guard play. Their guard players struggled mightily. And when their guard players struggled, they just looked like a completely different team. This team tonight, their guards played like they did at the beginning of the year when this team was as high as a top five team in the country. So when, you know, when Hawkins and, and Newton and those guys play that way, they're, they're just a tough out. You know, we know we're going to get inside with Sonogo and, and Klingon and those guys. They play well. I mean, give them credit. I don't, I'm not down on Marquette. Marquette's still really, really good. They ran into a buzzsaw team that played as well, that played as, well as they've played all year. And give UConn credit. They needed it. They needed to respond at home, and they did. But the guard play was was the biggest difference. Yeah, um, guard play was good. They, they just they came in the game focused. They looked ready. Um, Marquez has won nine out of ten. They're a top three Ken Palm uh, uh, offensive efficiency team. So this might have been a little just a game of regression, you know, just a game that, hey, can't win them all. UConn was ready. But – I, I still like them kind of being towards the top of the Big East, and, and that's what they're fighting for a championship. So uh, it's a fun game to watch. Marquette, like RC said, walked into a bus all, but I, nine out of 11, top three offense in the country, top of the Big East. You know, you, you shake those, you know, you shake their hand and say, hey, let's, let's, let's win the next one. UConn had to have it. Let's be honest. I mean, they could not, mm -hmm. they could ill afford to lose this game. I mean, this was a, you know, you never want to say must win when you're, when you're freaking nationally ranked but if they have any hopes of competing at the top of the big east of winning it and i should say the regular season wise they had to have this game and credit to them they came out they did what they had to do and they won it key to here from my standpoint is the balance scoring five different players scored in double figures which is going to be huge down the stretch when you start to get into tournament time you have to be able to have a little bit of depth a little bit of juice that you can go to two stats stick out for me tonight from yukon first off huskies out rebounded marquette 
big time with the margin, 48 to 24. But riddle me this one, John Henson. How did UConn have 17 turnovers and still win this game? Marquette didn't, you know, they did not capitalize on those turnovers. They only made five threes, five of 21, 23%. Uh, being a highly efficient offensive team, that's that's not going to help you. And then um, like the guards, Hawkins had a, had what, 20, 20 tonight? Um Triple double there and then there too. Newton, right? Newton, Newton had a triple, triple double. double. Yeah, like I've got Hawkins gets twenty. Newton gets triple double. You're not beating them boys. I'm, I'm sorry. So <laughs> it's one of the nights. I thought one of the most underrated stats was the other thirty-one field goals. They had twenty assists. Yeah, like that was yeah. big. The ball was moving. It was flying. It almost it, it was just finding guys. Uh, listen, when we talked about it, when when UConn guard plays well, their guard stunk for a while there. They struggled mightily, and as they struggled, the team struggled. And tonight. They made shots, and we'll see if they can consistently keep this up. Um, they've shown us what they're capable of. When they're really, really good, this team is really, really good. And when they're bad, they're disappointing. So if they can get consistent play out of those guards, then, you know, this team could could, could find out, could be back in the top of the Big East. Right now, they still got some ways. They got a ways to go. Which is funny because it wasn't too long ago when we were saying, is UConn the national champion right, the national favorite, no doubt. And, and that's how it was. I want to take a moment to talk about Marquette. I, it's interesting. You know, Tyler Kolak, I think, has been pretty consistent throughout this year, and he's such a prolific scorer. I love watching him play it's from good. that standpoint, a facilitating standpoint. But Marquette seems to struggle when Cam Jones struggles. Like, when he's not scoring at a consistent rate, it seems to really hurt them. He was only five points tonight, one for five from three. Do you see that being an issue, having some inconsistent guard play as well for Marquette? John, starting with you. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's Cam Joe. They go as as their, you know, they they go as their guards go in a sense. Um, and they're they're a really good offensive team. So when you don't get that extra oomph from from a guy like Cam Jones or Colic, uh, it's tough to recover. Um, and you know they get after it defensively too. So it, it it was kind of a plethora of things tonight. You know, just kind of a bad, just a bad game for them. Really, I think I, I love Marquette. Um, I didn't, you know, I think it's one of them you can't win them all games. Um, can't overreact. Um. They're sitting right at the top, eleven to three at the Big East. Um, like like RC said, it was a must win for UConn almost because they dropped a little lower. Because UConn's got to worry about this NCAA seeding, in my opinion. They're going to make the tournament, but you don't want to have to see like a Alabama or someone, you know, sec, you know, in the, in the final thirty-two. You know, you don't want to see a team like that. So they've got to work on just getting quality wins in in, in the seeding part because if they see those big dogs early, it's going to be tough to run through the tournament um, at a high level. I mean, they're a team that's built to, you would think originally to make a, a deep run and they mm -hmm. fell off the face of the earth. It felt like now they're starting to play with a level of desperation They're defending them. Like we talked about, it's just their guard play. When their guards play, they may not play as well. You can't expect 20 in a, in a, in a triple dub. That's not going to happen. But again, Hawkins is playing better lately. So expect them to do that. But Marquette, throw the film away. They just didn't, they just didn't, you know, they tried to change defenses, try to go switch to the three, two zone. Nothing worked. Uh, they just seemed to step behind tonight. Uh, just un they just looked uncharacteristic of the way Marquette has played all year. So I'm not going to think too much of it. I don't really have anything negative to say about Marquette. I'm not down on them. It's just one of those games on the road. You can't road wins are hard at any level. Mm -hmm. And when you're playing against one of the better teams in the country and a ranked opponent in a game that they had to have, yeah, that'll probably be the theme of the night. There's a couple of teams that we can say that about tonight.
And UConn's, you know, figuring out you have to start strong right yes. now if you're kind of in their position, which they were able to get out to a strong start. And now they've won four or five. So good yeah. news for Rob Doster's team. Uh, let's move on to the Big Ten. Rutgers, IU, Indiana wins this one by six. It was a three-point game at the half. Let's talk about Trace Jackson Davis for a moment. He's been putting up monster numbers as of late. 20 points, 18 rebounds tonight. He had 25 against Purdue. He had 31 and 15 against Michigan State. RC, why has he been so freaking dominant? He's just good. Like he's, you know what? It's funny. We'll say this: if it wasn't for Zach Eady, he might be the front runner for Player of the Year. Yeah. I mean, outside, I'd say Jalen Wilson. He and Jalen Wilson would be the two guys that are, that would split my vote. If it wasn't for Zach Eady, just I, I just think it's his. I don't think anybody else is close to it. I, I think the improvement. I thought he was a good passer. I think he's even improved in that area. I think the biggest thing he's done is he used to be just a heavy left shoulder. A hundred out of a hundred times. Now he's getting more comfortable turning it back over his left shoulder. Uh, you know, going back, you know, turning up, pivoting the other way, playing on the yeah. other block, which is a big way. You know, he's a lefty, so he's always going over his right shoulder. Now he's going over his left shoulder a little bit more. And I think it's 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 teams were still playing him. Now he's spinning off of it. Mm-hmm. I think he's quicker than people give him credit for. And he's just a freaking animal on the glass. I mean, I don't know how you keep him off the glass. His second jump is really quick. Uh, I, I, I think he's a dominant player that has a chance that when we talked about when, when Xavier Johnson comes back, this team has a chance to make a deep, deep run. Yeah, he's, he's been killing, he's been killing lately. I, I kind of look at him and see how he played before. And, you know, sometimes when you, when you play basketball, you, you, you play against a guy, you see a guy like when he figures out how strong he is or how much strong he is in these guys, then he's going to change the game's going to change for him. Right. And that's literally what's happening. He's like, all right, these dudes cannot handle me. Like RC said, he made a crazy left spin dunk oh because God. they were playing so hard on the left. So he's just figured it out. He's, he's like, all right, I'm bigger, stronger, faster than these dudes. The passing was, he had a dime on the fast break. Like he he's coming into his own. And I hate that Edie is such far and away kind of the front runner <laughs> because it would be a fun matchup to see them kind of maybe meet down the road before the, you know, just to see play against each other. But, um, I mean, I, this eight, 14, you know, eight of 14, he was efficient, 18 rebounds, six assists. Hey, he, he, he got, he, he's rolling right now. And it's interesting, you know, I watched him in high school and I remember watching him and his motor was not great when he was just playing in his high school games. And so watching him from then to now, it is night and day just regarding that physicality that he's willing to play with. You know, he's going against Cliff Amore tonight, and they're truly banging in the paint, and he's able to, like you mentioned, that second jump RC, getting those offensive boards, um, finishing over both shoulders. I'm really impressed with how much he's grown and how much harder he's playing. The big knock on him, the question a lot of people are having is, is he an NBA caliber player? Henson, what do you think? You know, I was gonna. I was actually gonna comment on that. I said, Mike Woodson must have had when his friends give him a phone call or, or hey, talk to say, hey, look, we don't think you're good enough for something because it's like something clicked for him. Um, NBA wise, I think he he can. He's a, he's an NBA player. I mean, look what he's doing. Um, don't necessarily know his nature, what his role would be, but from the size, athleticism standpoint, you know, the post is obviously not a big emphasis in, in the game right now, but. I think he's a viable pro. Um, and if he keeps playing like this, I don't see why, you know, because he's older, you know, that, that's tough. But I don't see why he could be a late first, early second guy and kind of carve a roll into the NBA, man. He, he's that good. 
He's good. I don't know. The problem is going to be is wh- where does he play? Mm-hmm. He's a non three point shooting big. Yeah. He's a throwback big, and he's yep. not. He's not Zach Eady's size. I mean, right. He's what six nine. Yeah. You know, and that that's where it becomes difficult. There's not really six nine post players in the league. Is he active enough on the off on the glass? He is. He had what six offensive rebounds tonight. Um, there's a role for him. Yep. But. That, that would be getting with the right team. He is a defensive guy. He could be a guy that, that could be a small ball five for you, I think, on a team that wants to play that way, a pick-and-pop guy. So I, I think he's definitely going to be in the NBA roster. I don't know how how high he'll go. It'll just be where somebody sees his value when you got so many bigs that kind of fit that. You know, you know, all the bigs in the Big Ten, you can make an argument yeah. for those guys. Like, right, all of them are kind of like, yeah. what, what do you like? You know, wh- which one do you like? You look at a guy like like Brandon Clark on the Grizzlies, maybe that's something that he can kind of look at. He's got paid 50 million. He's undersized, backup five, you know, comes in, finishes, plays at a high level, defends. And so he I, I would say he's bigger. Um, I don't know if he's as athletic and has that quick twitch as a, as, as a uh, Brandon Clark, but, you know. They pay pretty good to be a backup big in the NBA. Oh, yeah. No. no. I, 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 I would know. Role. Trust me. It's a, good, <laughs> hey, it's a good job. It's a good job. Hey, look. I'm not, hey, I, didn't play, I didn't play 35 minutes a night, but it's a good job. So hopefully he can figure that out. And like I said, if he can find a way to sneak on a roster and, and solidify himself, um, the money's going up. The TV deal about to go up, man. It, you know, big. You know, backup, <laughs> players, backup players are getting a lot of money these days. Henson, you can be a consultant for him or something. We'll we'll get you uh get you guys connected because that's been his biggest knock, right? Is the mm-hmm. fact that he can't shoot the three, he can't even really you know consistently hit in the mid range as much. But someone who's as dominant as he's been on the glass, you would think there's a spot for him somewhere at the and next he, level. He can handle it too, though. I think that's the one thing. Mm-hmm. He can be a guy. He's a really good passer, so he can. He's be a great the top passer. The he can and be a facilitator. No, no doubt, and he could be a guy initiating offense, dribble handoffs, kind of playing that role. I think his NBA career will be defined by how many positions can he defend? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. You know, you know, is he a switching, you know, what can he switch and guard? Can mm-hmm. he switch and guard guards or is he kind of a guy that's restricted to guard bigs? And we'll see. Uh, I'd be remiss if we did not discuss my favorite team in the Big Ten, Rutgers. Yeah, um, Caleb McConnell goes one for 12 tonight. I just, not only does he go one for 12, but I, he took bad shots, RC. And it was, at inconvenient times in the shot clock, it was early. They were contested. He was missing wide open, you know, bunnies. What was the deal? Was it just kind of an off game, or was he? I thought it was just a, a physical Big Ten game about two teams that play hard. I, I again, it's not a game. I thought anybody was going to play the best player on the floor played like the best player on the floor mm-hmm. and was a difference in this game. That's really it. Everybody else was there and played played hard. I thought everybody played hard. Indiana was flying around defending their ass off. Rutgers do that that they're going to do that if they don't do anything else so they're going to defend they're going to play tough they were right there at the end but the difference was just Trace Jackson Davis I mean I mean I mean you know, you know that, that that's that he was just the biggest difference out there I mean you can say what you want I, I don't I don't fault anybody about it I thought Amari had a, a couple of tough foul calls late put him in foul trouble I don't know how much that affected his, his aggressiveness Amari but We'll see. I mean, uh, th- th- that team isn't going anywhere. Rutgers will be there in the end. And unlike you, I'm 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 a big fan of theirs. Yeah, um, Rutgers is a sum of all their parts type team. If if they're all playing yeah. together and clicking, um, they're tough to beat. I like how they didn't fold and they kept fighting. That was big because it's a tough place to play. And you see Indiana roll cats up in there. 
uh, quickly if you don't. So um, tough game. McConnell had a tough, rough game. Um, but overall, Rutgers, like, I, I like how they, they, they defend at a high level. They play well. They together. muddy the game up, so you can't yeah. run away from them. They yeah. muck the, the game final, up. The final score was still 66 to 60. Like, it's not as yeah. if this was a high-scoring affair by no. any means. No. In the sec- second half, the Indiana only scored about three points. 25, they, they gave up 28 points in the second half. That's, I mean, I mean that's a winnable half. Uh, they just let the first half get away from, from them. They just need somebody to consistently score for them. And I think that's the Achilles for me for Rutgers. Who's going to consistently yep. make an outside shot? It's got to be Spencer. But if, you know, if it's not Spencer, then who, who else is going to make shots? Right. Well, Indiana has now won seven of eight. They sit in second place in the Big Ten standings. We forget how long the season is because that was not the case by any no. means just a couple of weeks ago. Field of 68 after dark here, powered by Bet Rivers on Sirius XM Channel 84. Gentlemen, let's transition out to the Big 12. Uh, best conference in college basketball, TCU, Kansas State. Just another ranked matchup tonight. Uh, just went final 82-61. Kansas State really punched TCU in the mouth. And really in a much needed, uh, we don't want to say must win, like RC says, but still like a much needed win for Kansas State coming off that three-point loss to Texas. What did you see from the Wildcats? I I thought the biggest thing they did when everybody's terrified of TCU in their transition. They really try to keep them in front and just say, look, if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us making jump shots. And that's not what TC does. And let's be honest, Mike Miles is out. Yeah. Right? Their best player is out. So, so he's expected to come back, I think, maybe Saturday. Uh, I expect TCU to get back to their winning ways when, once he does, provided he's a hell, he's 100%. Um, this was a relatively close game, and then Kansas State kind of pulled away late. Uh, I, again, another one of those teams, you, you can see in watching them play how, how strategic Kansas State was and getting back and, and, yeah. and making sure they kept this team out of transition. It was kind of funny. It was almost like, don't rebound, just yeah. get back, make them play five-on-five. And then we'll contest jump shots. If they make threes, they're, they're, you know, then they're on me. And it worked. You know, they didn't make enough shots. But, again, they get their best player back. I expect TCU to get back to being more consistent than they've been. Yeah, that, that, that it was, it's funny because I've been on teams where there's, like, nobody goes rebounds, right? Get it all back, all five back, <laughs> right? Build a wall. So that was a scout report on you guys for one time. It's like, don't exactly. go to the glass. Just get back. Yeah, just get back. And, and it stinks, especially for big, because you're like, man, I, I just want to, like, but – um. Credit to Kansas State with the game plan. Um, obviously, they're missing their best player. That's catching up to them. I thought it would. Um, yeah. There's some film now and then playing without them, so they just kind of got figured out. And Kansas State is going to keep coming. They've got good players. They've got size. They've got length. And so I, the more and more I watch Kansas State, I mean, they're going to be so they're so dangerous, man. Like, I, I think one of those teams that, you know, could they're, they're playing almost like even though they have a, I wouldn't say they have a lot to lose. They, they're playing like they have nothing to lose, man. They, they play hard. They play together. They, they defend. So I love watching them. They, they kind of, they got, they got after TCU tonight, one by 20. Um, great game plan, as RC said. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be here in the end. Um, so it'll be exciting to see kind of, and Jerome Tang, by the way, can we give him some love on his ATOs? I mean, he, be draw, he draws up some fire <laughs> plays. Like I was like, when I watch these games, like, I, I, I love that, man. You don't see that a lot in, in, in college, so I, I love that about him as well. You can tell it looks like he makes a concerted effort to win the, the baseline out of bounds play or after time on plays. Like he's looking to just steal a basket. Yeah. Yep. Well, and it's hard to get your kids to execute, too, after those 
you know, it's hard to keep them focused and, uh, and out there as soon as you're um, coming out it's there. Why, it's why we're talking about him being a national, him and Painter being the national coaches of the year. Can I take George like lob for the for the Kansas game? Like how how like come on man? Like that's they're not they're not running that. They're not ninety percent of college coaches are not running that to win the game. Come on man. Here's the one interesting thing about Kansas State tonight that stuck out to me, and I'm curious if this is a concern for you. The good news you have balanced scoring once again. You have five different players scoring in double figures, but the turnovers for Kansas State against Texas they had 19 turnovers. Tonight they have 15 turnovers. Is this concerning for you? Is it more so kind of like, hey, it's just conference play. We're kind of in February and just the pace of play right now is going to cause that to happen, RC? I'm not concerned because I think they got the handlers, the ball handlers and the decision makers to make to do that. I, I think summertime, again, you're playing Texas, you, you're playing TCU, like they get after you. Right. So that's what they're going to do. They, you know, and so you're playing in this league. It's the best league in college basketball. Let's just be honest um top to bottom i mean it's just it's just no easy game so would they i think every team would love to have that number being you know 12 and under most teams but you can say that but again tonight they forced 19 mm-hmm. so so you know that they're you know in their mind they're plus four so i wouldn't be as concerned about it for them i i do think it's a number 15 is okay I think you can live with 15. I don't think you really want to get much higher than that. You you like for it to be around 12 or less for your style of play, but for the, the pace that they want to play at, you know, I think 15 will be it. They'll live with 15 going into a game. Big 12 is, I mean, if you look at the standings, if Texas loses two games in a row, they go to seventh. Like, <laughs> you know, so. You know how crazy if, that sound? Yeah, that's crazy. If they lose two games, they're going to go to seventh. So, yeah, the turnovers is a concern, but you're also playing such high-level competition and, you know, call it what you want, no easy games. Um, Kansas State, their brand of basketball, pretty aggressive team offensively. They, they get after you. So uh, 15 isn't necessarily a concern. However, it some games, it's going to hurt you, but, you know, that's just kind of how the game goes. But 15 tonight, um, they won by 20. They had nine, they, they forced 19, so they can live with that probably. We're going to talk about the Big 12 a little more throughout the show, but it's truly wild to think like OU sits in the bottom uh, of the standings, yet they've knocked the socks off of Alabama a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Just like, yeah. like this league is freaking wild. Um, and speaking of wild, let's get you a league you guys are both very familiar with. We're talking ACC, NC State, UVA. We're starting there first. You know, UVA is coming off this loss to Virginia Tech. Um but, but, you know, back at home tonight against the Wolfpack and they're able to really get it together from the jump. What did you see, Henson? Um, Juvier is solid. I've been saying that they're, they're, they're not going to, you're going to have to really beat them. They play good defense offensively. They're a lot better than, you know, over the past than they've been, I think, personally, just scoring wise. And so in an ACC that's kind of down and inconsistent, they're doing what they are supposed to do. Um and tonight was no different. Um, NC State is a team that's surging as well. They kind of s- snuffed them out a little bit. Kind of, you know, it was it, it was it wasn't as close as it seemed. Virginia had control of the whole game, but um, yeah, they're they're probably the best team, most consistent team. They got a few tough games coming up, but uh, also that Virginia Tech win, um, you know, that was a tough win because Virginia Tech is is coming as well. So they've been impressive to me lately. It's winning the games they're supposed to win, which is a lot to say this college basketball season. <laughs> I, I thought it was 
it's an interesting game because NC State wants to play. They, they're the number one offensive team in the league, and they want to they want to get the pace up. Virginia doesn't let you play at that pace. They're just not. You you just you know, it, like we talked about Rutgers. I, I've often made that comparison. In in each in every respective conferences, they dictate the pace. So you're gonna have to win it on their terms. Right. Um. And and that's what it was. And you know, they came out. Burns have been playing. DJ Burns have been playing really well for State. He struggled tonight. He had six turnovers, foul trouble. Um, I think they took the blueprint from Georgia Tech and was hurting uh, NC State now. They can't run. And you're not doing that against Virginia anyway. So you want, you know, yeah. NC State wants to play in the 80s and Virginia's not going to let you. They're not letting the score get up there. You're just, just not. So you can run all you want. The score is going to be, I always laugh. It's like it's the first one to 60 is going to win. And they're going to control the pace. You can't speed them up. They got two elite point guards on the floor with Kia Clark and Reese Beekman, you know, you can, and most teams, I mean, how many teams can say they have that? Most teams struggle to find one PG. They got two. So going home for them is a game coming off a game that they had lost. They ran in the buzzsaw at Virginia tech and it was another one of those kind of must win games. Like they went home and they had NC state coming in there that had been playing well. You know, it's, it's again, you know, they had the whole serve. Let's just say that I don't want to call it a must win, but they held serve. NC State only scored 20 points in the first half of this game. Only four yeah. players in general yeah. scored for NC State. I mean, yeah. is, does that say more about NC State's struggles offensively or more about UVA's defense, John? Yeah, you, it's just UVA's defense. They're a tough team. Um, even when I played, I hated playing them because it was going to be like <laughs> 60 to 57 or something. And then we didn't want to score that. We we were trying to get buckets. So we knew it was going to be a tough, long game. Um, Wait, and, hold and on. Before the, you continue, what specifically did you hate most about the defense? Like, what was the hardest part of going against it? Because um, they doubled his ass every yeah, time yeah, he tested. Yeah, they doubled, they doubled <laughs> down the post and they made you play defense for the whole shot clock. Now, look, I'm going to be honest with you. This Virginia team now, they're a little more offensively competent than the previous, uh, at least when I was there. Like, you know, if you let Virginia get on you, they'll, they'll shoot you out of there. But, yeah, it was just a – you got to play, you know, 20, 30 seconds of defense. Yeah. And then on the post, they no got to double down and you got to move the ball. And this is a long – and, you know, when you let a team stick around that you're supposed to beat, now all of a sudden a couple of possessions go the wrong way. So that's what they do. Um, that's what they've been doing. They had a lot rougher last year. But this year they're back on track, um, top of the ACC where, you know, we thought they would be. And uh, so they're, they're a good team. Is this the best team in the ACC? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I like Clemson. I, I like Clemson, but they kind of BC man. They kind of I I I'd finally bought in. I told To I finally bought into Clemson, and they they, they lay an egg. But um, <laughs> I think right now, even Miami, Miami's creeping up as well. Miami's playing well too. So, but I, I, right now they're the best team. I, I'll give it to them. I think it's Miami. Yeah. Not going not going to argue with that one either. They're playing. I, well. I I think it's Miami. I think Virginia's the best defensive team. I just think Miami's a team that can score. And and I, I don't know if they can control the pace that easily against Miami because they can attack them in so many different ways. They got multiple hand levels, multiple scores. You know, they're not relying on one or two guys at that, you know, Miami to score. They got a bunch of guys. They got four guys that can break you down off the dribble. Uh, most teams don't have that. Uh, there is a weakness in the UVA team is that four spot. You know, if you can – you know, they used to have that athletic four that can switch. That's mm -hmm. not a strength. They got to play like traditional bigs. 
Gardner and Van Vanderplas, that's not their strength. They they're capable of doing it, but not against elite guards. I think so. If I had to put my money on it, I'd bet Miami right now, but I I wouldn't argue against Virginia. If someone says Virginia, I'm not gonna argue that. And I'm not getting like you, John. I'm not giving up on Clemson either. I think they they got. We'll find out more about them in the next week or two, but I, I think they're legit. UVA has Duke next at home, and then they're going to take on Clemson at home February 28th. So we still got a lot coming down the dock. That's going to be that's going to be the game if they get through Duke. That'll be the game to kind of see where Clemson's at more specifically. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Field of 68 After Dark, powered by Bet River, Sirius XM Channel 84. All right, the game we've all been waiting to talk with you to, UNC, Wake Forest. Um, I mean, look, was there any Sit money? Sit up in that chair, John. Sit up in that chair. Got them lights on back there, man. Hey, John, oh. I'm going to start it out by saying, like, oh. I really don't enjoy watching this Carolina team play. I mean, that was ridiculous and pathetic what we saw tonight especially in the first mm -hmm. half what the hell happened um you know hey john i'm sorry hold on john before you start can you cut the lights on back there i don't see it's a little, it's <laughs> it's a little dark in the back of that crowd it's a little dark back there man you know what i mean i don't see i don't see the. <laughs> that's just you know it's just you know, i got the recess light you know, you know oh, okay oh, okay Spotlight okay on. you know i okay. like the, at the staples center like this is oh, okay that's that's what it is yeah yeah, yeah that's what okay. it is oh okay. um, i'm sorry go ahead you know, I, I think they walked in the way for us and thought it was going to be sweet. Keep it, just keep it, just keep it real. They, they thought it was going to be sweet and Wake Forest jumped on them. Um, from the, you know, body language and the energy, the, the defense wasn't there. I think also another thing too, um, you know, the rotations have kind of been fluid throughout these last few games, which is tough, especially it's tough for pros. So college kids, like, I think Tremble should be playing a little more. All of a sudden, he's out the rotation. So, um, it, I, I I don't know what to say. I'm speechless because I did not think this was going to happen. Not like this. Um, not like this. Not Why? like this. Why? Uh, hold, hold, hold. Let me ask both of you. Not Why? up by 25 at half. Why? Why are we surprised? Stop. Let's stop being nice uh, about this with them. Like, like I'm seriously. I'm not surprised. They, they, they guess what I'm saying. They dropped John. They just, it's the third, third game in a row. Yeah. Like, what do you, how, you yeah. can't be surprised. The only thing that's surprising is the lack of defensive intensity they came yeah. out the game with is laughable. Like, yeah. they should be embarrassed. Yeah. That was a joke. That was. Like, it, let's it, be it. honest with that. Like, they need to be embarrassed about, 
you, you, I mean, listen, it's my alma mater. Wake is good, but you gave up 35 and 11 to Appleby. Like, are you serious? He was cooking and, and, and I don't think he made a shot outside of six feet. Yeah, yeah. He it, just it, dribbled. He got wherever he went. He went down the lane on his right hand, a ball screen with his right hand. I mean, he might have went left once or twice. He yeah. went, came off a ball screen with his right hand. Like, I, I, I was shocked. I didn't think there was enough. The yeah. only adjustment was made was just to switch. You're playing in drops, and they're on the side. Pin them on the side. Ice it. The, the drops and the drops is what got. And I always, it's so funny. Like when I see guards like like Apple, when I see, listen, when you start. RC, if you make some floaters and layups, that is a rhythm. You're getting into a rhythm. I don't get so so when I see that type of stuff and like, oh well, they're dropping and he nah, like if you hit a couple floats, now his his now he like now he playing, like he he smiled like his it like it was um yeah. I, I'm disappointed. I, I don't know what to say. Uh, it's necessarily as a team, because I am a fan of an alumni, you know, that the kind of were a little listless tonight early. And then once Wake Forest got rolling. As most college teams at home do, you're not, you're not, you're not coming back. And towards the end, I guess, I mean, maybe they feel a little better about themselves, but the the, the it was never in doubt. Caleb Love struggles um, and shoots his way out of it a little too late. But Caleb Love struggles. He's not who he's shooting twenty five shots. He shot almost tw twice as many shots as anybody on the team. Even though Bayquote was also in foul trouble, but like it, it I, I don't know, man. I, I, there's got to be something, you know. I think. Hubert's probably going to, you know, after the game, he had some quotes saying, hey, we, we talked about some things and I'm not going to put it into the media. But um, if this happened when I was playing, it would be called a gut check time. And I think it's gut check time because. John, enough with the talking with them, man. Ain't no more meetings to talk about. Like, what man, this listen, is a, this is a veteran team, right? Like, this is right. a team that went to the right. Natty last year. This right. is the preseason number Come on, one man, the preseason number one. Like, where's the leadership amongst the players at some point? Like, come on. I, listen. I think we're going to make the tournament. What y'all think? I, I'll say this. It, <laughs> what drastic are they going to do? If, they, yeah. if I tell you what, I'll say this. You, that's a good question. I'll say yeah. this to you. Are they going to make yeah. the tournament? Are they, it's yeah. three in a row. Mm -hmm. They got Clemson, Miami, and, it's, and at NC State the next three games. It, it could be over. So they could be put to bed. if they Clemson, don't right? Miami, and at NC State the next three games, you're rolling in with a three-game losing streak. Which you got? Then they got Virginia. Then they got then they got Virginia coming up after Notre Dame at Notre Dame. So. And they finish with well, you. Guess we will know by February twenty six. Are they John Henson? Is North yeah. Carolina an NCAA tournament team? They put themselves squarely on the bubble today. Um, if you want to talk about must win, they're going to have to beat Clemson, Miami. They're going to have to get two out of three. They need three out of three. And, you know, I'm, I don't know. Um, like I said, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say, RC. I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for words for my guys. Um, you know, the, the, the alumni group, uh, WhatsApp is, um, you know, everybody's kind of wondering what's going on. Baco got in foul trouble too. So that kind of hurt him to be as aggressive on, on a game plan standpoint. And, um, yeah, they, defense. It, it was defense, and defensively has usually never been an issue. Kind of, I don't, I can't remember the last time we said Carolina doesn't play defense. I mean, we run a lot and we're an offensive team, but you know, Roy Williams took the rims off the uh, baskets one time for a practice, so maybe that's something. <laughs> that we do. Yeah, he took the back, took the rims off the basket, and said, "We're not shooting no balls today." Like, and so maybe that's some you know old trick Huber needs to kind of go back in his bag and, and, and do for that team.
well, there's not even any energy. You know, we talked about that to begin this, mm-hmm. but just no energy. And look, at the end of the day, and as cliche as it is, like defense, it's a mindset. You got to buy into it and you got to want to defend and get stops. And that was just like a high school team could have played better mm-hmm. defense tonight than what we saw from Carolina. Uh, on the flip side, Wake Forest, though, we talked yeah. about Tyree Appleby dropping 30 plus and 11 assists. RC, why are the Demon Deacons as, you know, at times as good as they are? Because they're good offensively and not very good defensively. Like, you know, and you saw that by giving up 60 to Carolina in the second half. Now, I thought they that was partially because they were so far ahead. They were up by 26. I don't think they ever really felt like they were going to lose the game. Mm-hmm. And it's just a tendency you let your foot off the gas uh, a little bit. But Wake's a really good offensive team that can turn that can be turned over a little bit when they're pressured. And sometimes they get a little bit dependent upon Applebee to be the only creator for them. And that's when they get themselves in trouble when he, when he struggles. Um, and they're not a great defensive team. They have to be better, more connected. Sometimes they get so spread out and they allow you to get to the paint and get, you know, threes and get open shots. So they got a, they got work to do as well. This was a big win. This is a team that lost. They just lost four out of five coming into this game. Um, both of the teams needed it. I think that's what's so, so surprising about – I'm not surprised mm-hmm. that Wake won. Uh, but coming into this game, both teams needed it. Like, when I looked at all the games we watched tonight, this was one of the games where you're like, all right, both teams needed it. Everybody else, Marquette, UConn, we yeah. talked about Rutgers, Indiana. Like, you know, you're not really surprised one way or the other with those. Kansas State, TCU, you're not. This was a game – I know the other games were ranked opponents – but this is a game where we're talking about two teams that's kind of like there. One is probably out looking in. One is right there. It was barely in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that how's that changed right now, but that team had no energy to it. And I know I read a press camp and Hubert said they had a they had a meeting in the back. They talked about it in the locker room and whatever it was. This has to be the lowest point of Hubert Davis tenure there in, in the last year and a half. Like they 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 had two bad losses. Matter of fact, Wake was a part of that. Wake blew them out last year. It was Miami and Wake mm-hmm. blew them out. They had 20, 20 point losses. And then they caught, I think they had Virginia Tech at home that game. And then they started turning things around. They started playing at home. Um, the bottom line with this team is what they have not shown this year is playing outside the Dean Dome. They have not won, had played very successful outside of that. Um, they're going to need to do that if they want to convince teams and get in. I mean, I think they'll still get in the tournament, but. Man, you got to be discouraged if you're a Carolina Tar Heel fan from the effort you saw in the first half. Just the effort of that game was that was embarrassing. It really, there's no other way to describe it. You don't even, it's not being critical of any player or anybody else, but there wasn't enough pride shown to be competitive. Um, as an as a weight glum, I'm happy I'm laughing about it. But but as someone that covers the league, and as you know, Megan, we got to be neutral working for ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> um that was there's there's something going on. There's something something's missing. Something's going on. And you know, we don't want to get in a rumor mill or whatever you hear or whatever is going on, but they're not competing and playing together. Forget uh last year, like throw everything out of last year. They're not even playing as well as they were. I was higher on them after they had lost four in a row. I, I defended them because I didn't think it was that bad. I was like, ah, they lost to, what, Alabama? Ah, they lost to Iowa, Iowa State. They were leading in both of those games. Mm-hmm. 
You know, then you go on a road, losing, traveling across the country to, to go to Indiana and lose in Indiana. Ain't no shame in that. Then they travel back. Then they lose at Virginia Tech, a healthy Virginia Tech team at that time. They had dropped four straight games, and I was never down on them. I was just like, hey, they're going to they gonna figure it out. I would – I don't see – I'm, I'm concerned now. I don't see it now. After this third loss here, I'm way more concerned after this third loss than I ever was early in the year when they dropped four games in a row. And yeah, it's not as if this is a new roster completely. No, no, hell no. <laughs> it, it's it's weird that, you know, this year, you know, I think it just has to do with a role, what I want to be, what the team needs you to be type thing, especially because I think I mentioned it earlier in the season. I don't really, like, there's really no, all right, like, Wake Forest, hey, Appleby, we running with you and it, it flows through you and we and we we feeding off you, right? Like, hey, look, you're our guy. With North Carolina, I feel like sometimes RJ and Caleb have this, I, I kind of, it's kind of like this John Wall Bradley Bill dynamic in the NBA. It was like, okay, hey, look, you do your thing. All right, well, look, you missed your shot. Swing across. Let me do my thing. RJ was taking some, RJ was kind of taking some shots he usually take. He was coming down, kind of dribbling around, got the mismatch, didn't attack the big shoot the three, especially when you're down 20. Those aren't the shots you probably need. And, and so there needs to be some type of discussion. Uh, when I was with the Pistons one day, we, we walked into film and we had a plate, we had a place card on the desk and it said, John, you rebound, you defend, and you block shots. You don't do anything else, right? And maybe there's something that needs to be done in that aspect. You know, John, you and I both know that's been said. Yeah, we yeah, gotta right. give Hubert enough credit for that. That's that's been said. Yeah. The only thing left to do, I mean, you know, he said that he's already he's come to Jesus meetings already. They've yeah. had these conversations, and I know he's not gonna publicly announce it. He, you know, he, he there's nothing to say. You know, you, you want to keep your, your laundry, your dirty laundry in house. Yeah. But come on, man. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not absolving anybody. Everybody's in it. But that effort is a joke. Like I, like right now, I, if I'm. If I'm Hubert Davis right now, I'm shaking things up. Yep. Somebody's yep. on the bench. Yep. You, you got to shake it up. Got to. I'm not. There's no way in hell I'm rolling that same lineup out there the next game. I don't care who likes it because it ain't working. Yeah. I hey. think you even may throw Seth Trimble in there, man, and say, I, "Hey, look." I, 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 I don't care who it is. I, yeah. But I'm, I'm I'm gonna throw somebody else out there and shake something up just to right. try. I mean, something's got to give. You can't. There's no way you that that effort after losing two in a row. Don't give me no bad travel. That's that's yeah. a big four game. Those are big games. You always up for those games. Like, come on, man. Like that. No, no. Right. Speaking of, come on, man. Arkansas beats Kentucky, eighty-eight seventy-three. Now Arkansas came in winners four of five. Kentucky had won six to seven, but this game was at home. RC and Arkansas, you know, came in and it was close in the first half, but kind of pulled away in the second. I mean, what are we seeing from the Hogs right now? I, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say I was out on them because I just thought they had succumbed to so many injuries. Not that they weren't good enough, not that they were going to make the tournament. I just thought from a team that they went from a Final Four team, like their injuries and what they're going through is understandable. I, I, I don't, I, you know, they're capable of a games like this because they're super talented. Um, you know, Watched him in Maui, and we yeah, were all yeah, like, oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, we were all like, oh, my God, this team, you know, we were debating on which one we thought from that Maui invitation. Like, hey, who do we think from here? Creighton, somebody's going Creighton, to the Final yeah. Four. We were all like, man, these are final. Mm -hmm. These teams look like they're going to the Final Four. Yeah. Um, they've been hit with the injury bug. And and so I, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I think they'll make the tournament. 
I just don't think they'll be the final. I don't, I don't think they'll make it to Houston as we thought they would earlier. I think the biggest question is, if I had to say something about Kentucky, I think we realize that Severe Wheeler may not need to start, but he's needed on this team. Mm -hmm. They need his creativity, um, you know, at, some, at certain moments of the game, and they needed it tonight. But the night was a high-level man. There's a lot of athletes on that court tonight. You know, they looked, you know, it was a high-level game, and credit to Arkansas. I mean, there's a team, like I said, when they're playing well, they're, they're, they're a hell of a team. I mean, you know, they just, just got hit with the injury book. Arkansas shot 85% from the field at one point tonight in the second half. It's like came out and they couldn't miss hitting everything. But on the flip side, Henson, when you look at Kentucky, this is a team, another blue blood on the bubble. Mm -hmm. You can't, if you're in the position they're in, you cannot afford to lose this kind of game at home. Yeah. Right? And, and that's the kind of thing that shocked me. Cause you know, for the most part, I mean, bar in the Kansas, I mean, Kentucky, it's pretty good at home. Um, but I think what Arkansas did tonight was the Mitchell boys was down there banging Toshiboy around. It was a physical game. Um, I think that's what they wanted to do, and, and it worked. Um, he had six, seven points, seven rebounds. Um, yeah, but overall, Kentucky, they, like, they, they need more. They need more. They need people. They need more. You know, they, they just need more, and they don't, they don't have it at the moment. Um, and another team that's – we thought, you know, top four, top five preseason team would come into the season is disappointing. But I like Arkansas for, for what's happened to them. They're fighting. Hey, they, they could beat anybody at any given time. So they're a team to watch. And they're they're kind of coming together a little bit as well. So it's good to see, you know, them coming. They, you know, they, they've got talent. I wish they had the, uh, Nick Smith Jr., but, you know, he's probably going to draft. But if they had Nick Smith Jr. and a little more continuity, um, I think we'd be talking about them up towards the top of the SEC with the rest of the teams. Kentucky tonight, by the way, uh, only, you know, you don't have that depth. Only mm. seven players are playing, and you just can't possibly fathom that Kentucky's going to be able to make a deep run in any tournament, SEC, let alone postseason, you know, with that mm. lack of depth. Um, speaking of the SEC, hello, Texas A&M, 83-78 over Auburn. Another team that really can't afford to have any slip-ups is Auburn. RC, what's going on? I, I've said it all year. I, tell me who's Auburn's one, who, who has Auburn beat? Northwestern. Okay. <laughs> That's the only one I had ready I, I, for you. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> that's, 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 that's waiting on something. No, so, so listen, I mean, A&M good, you know, at home. They, they, they've turned it around. They figured it out. They're playing much better. Um, but I was never really that high on Auburn as, as, as a elite team. I think they'll make the tournament. They'll have a, they'll have a good season in the tournament. But I'm not, you know, I, I, they are what they are. And I'm not – and it's okay. They're beating the teams that they should beat. Mm -hmm. And then on the road, sometimes they're going to lose some games, but I, you know, they're not, they're not a great team. They, they play hard. They're well coached. They're taking care of business against the team. They're, they're going to avoid the quad four quad three losses. They're going to, they're going to sneak in and get some wins and they're going to, they're going to be a good team. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, that's not an indictment. I mean, uh, on them for saying that this isn't, you know, we know the kind of talent that they've lost. You just don't lose a Jabari Smith and a Kessler, you know, and then, and then act like, Oh, okay. You don't lose two first rounders and just, just come around. Like it's just nothing. Right. And so um, I don't have anything negative to say about them because again, they're holding serve and they're beating the teams yep. they're supposed to be. Yeah. They're, they're holding down essentially. I mean, yeah. they had a little, yeah. they had a little blip where, you know, yeah. 
we thought they were going to do something, but they came back down to earth. Um, and the AM team is rolling, you know, they're 12 and 1 at home. So, um, for the most part, they Auburn's going to play you hard, they're going to they're, they're not going to fold, and um, they're going to they're, they're going to win the game, supposed to win, and they might steal a few. So, it'll be 17 to 7 after losing. I mean, two. I mean, you got a number two pick. You got a first round who's starting getting, you know, almost leading the league in blocks. Um, I think Bruce Pearl is doing a fine. He'll load back up. Um, he'll have some guys come back in and hit forward. He'll he'll be fine. No one's no one's too worried here about Auburn. Field of sixty eight after dark, sponsored by Bet Rivers, Sirius XM Channel eighty four. Randolph Childress, John Henson, Megan McEwen here with you, gentlemen. Let's talk about some superlatives. Um, starting with this question, I have posed for you, RC. Who is going to have a deeper run in the NCAA tournament, the Big Ten or the SEC? Mm. The only team I'd see, well, it depends if you consider one team, because I think Alabama is a Final Four team. I think Mm -hmm. they're that good. Um, Tennessee can do some damage. I don't know if I, I consider them going to Houston because their inability to consistently make shots. They're as tough as anybody. They're as good as defensive team as there is in the country. Um, I like them. You know, we talked about Kentucky, how inconsistent they've been. Auburn. I mean, I, I don't. I don't. I'd have to go Big Ten if you're asking me now. I have to say Big Ten. I. I. I'd want. I. I'm, I feel more comfortable saying Purdue. I think when Indiana gets healthy, they're going to be a tough out. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially when Indiana's making shots. Yeah. Yeah. Because the they're defending now. Indiana yeah. is really starting to defend. Even tonight, they were flying around. You can tell they were challenged and they met Rutgers toughness, which is impressive coming off the win they just had as well. Recently, just beating Purdue. There's a, you know, there's a tendency to let down after a win like that. They, they fought their ass off tonight and got the dub. So I'm going to go Big Ten uh, right now. I don't, I don't see enough um, out of the, the SEC right now that'll make me say that I'd, uh, if I had to pick between the two, I'd say the Big Ten, I have more success. But outside of Alabama, I think Alabama, I, I, I put my eggs on Alabama making the final four outside of them i'd go big 10 yeah i mean you got i'm looking at our field of 68 bracket you know that they made but um i, I like yeah purdue and alabama are probably the two teams that you go with kind of toss up but i think overall if there's a better chance the big 10 but you know because even with tennessee kind of being you know projected a two seed um mm-hmm. i don't i don't necessarily you know i like i would like to see them be a little more consistent because every time we believe in them they kind of go back down a little bit, then all of a sudden forget about them. Now all of a sudden they're back up top. So I, I'm going to go Big Ten. Um, not by much, though. I mean, it's 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 a tough one. That's a tough one. Some margin. I, and I'm with both of you. I'm going Big Ten as well because I, I do think the bigs in the Big Ten are going to be problematic in a lot of matchups that you could potentially see just with the dominance of, of Trace Jackson Davis or of a Zach Eady. And on top of that, the SEC has just been very inconsistent this year outside of those teams like Alabama. That was what I was going to say. I mean, take away Alabama and even Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Who do you trust in the tournament? Mm -hmm. Who do you trust just to get through the first weekend that can win two games? A&M, Auburn, Kentucky, Florida, Missouri, Arkansas. I know one else. I don't believe anybody else is going, but who do you trust to make it out, you know, to get through a weekend? That's why I say that. I think there's more teams that I would say if I wanted to go to the Big Ten, I would say, you know what? I like Purdue. I like Indiana. I think Rutgers is going to be a dog fight, you know, coming. You know, I, I just think there's more teams 
that that have a chance to win a couple more games in the Big Ten than I do uh, the SEC. Next one for you guys. Which league has a better top four? The Big East, whose top four is Xavier, Marquette, Providence, and Creighton. Or the Big 12, Texas, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State. TCU, 17th in the nation tonight, is sixth in the conference, by the way. I mean, that, that's a... Uh... That's one of them things where it's like, what doesn't fit right now? Um, yeah, I, Big 12, um, top to bottom. Um, they're the better conference. They're going to have a lot of teams in the, in the field. They're going to beat a lot of people. So I'm going to have to go Big 12. Um, although the Big East is, I would say, leveling out to be a pretty good conference. You know, it first started off a little shaky, but everybody's kind of finding their stride and um, wouldn't be surprised if they make a little noise as well for, for, for the first time in a long time. I got a question. So are we including UConn and trying to bump in Creighton or are we leaving Creighton and they're leaving UConn out? Let's keep it how I just said it for now. Okay. Keep UConn out. UConn out? I, I'm going to go to the Big 12, but it is closer than, than people give it credit for. I, I, I think so it's... So if UConn was in the top four, would you go Big East? I think they're built to make a run. I think they're a team that if I had to pick in the Big East that I I would say in the big East that I think that can have a chance that can make a run. I I, I think of yeah. UConn needs to be in the conversation because tonight, but again, they, mm -hmm. if their guard plays or just give them anything consistent to what they did tonight, I don't expect to play the high level of tonight to be all year, but if they give that type of effort, then I'm okay with that. Uh, consistency seems to be the word of the night, uh, by the way, I'll give you another C word. Where will the national champion come from the big 12 or the field? RC. I always bet the field. I, I'm going to take the field. Uh, that conference is, is the best in college basketball. Every freaking game is a quad one game. Like, that's mm. crazy. Like, you let that sink in. Like, every game is a quad one game. Um, How many teams get in? I, I still would say it's going to be the field because I think Baylor is a team I like to make a deep run that could be there in the end. Kansas has its flaws. Everybody has their, has their moments. I'm gonna take the field. I, I, there's no way I'm going just to Big 12, no way. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely gonna take the field. It's kind of like SEC football right now. It's kind of like, okay. <laughs> no, because no, 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 it's not. Because I take SEC football. Ain't okay, no but, but I'm, I'm, saying football. It, I'm saying it in the sense of like, okay, how good are these teams really are? Because if you are playing quad one teams every night, Yes, I, I get it. It's 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 fun to watch. And hey, there's these are quality teams, but you know, the whole Big Twelve makes it. You get to the tournament, and then you see some teams start to fall off. Like, well, now it comes. Oh, is the Big Twelve really that good? Like, so I think that's what might. I don't. I don't know. I I don't know. Road games are tough in the Big Twelve as well. So I think it's a. You know, it's. I'm gonna take the field for sure, obviously, but just I don't. I mean, the Big Twelve is obviously the best conference, but who knows? Like, maybe they're. Maybe they're not as good as we think, but since they're playing each other, it's just they get that bump, right? Like, there's not playing anybody else. So, who knows? It's I got to say something bad about the Big 12. I also I also love how you're ending each one with, well, who knows, though? Anything yeah, 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 like, he's, trying he's, trying to bet. he's trying to hedge his bet. He's trying to hedge his bet. He's like, but, you know, maybe you go either way. I'm like, also going to. I'm going to, like, you guys bet the field because why like If Kansas has to play Kansas State, Iowa, Baylor, and Texas – 
I mean, they're going to probably win a couple of those, whether they're good or not. I mean, it's just it's just kind of like we're home, home and away, all that stuff. Like so, Carolina like, didn't. They just dropped their third game in a row. Hey, listen, Carolina don't belong. This time. We talk about national championship. Man. Come on now. <laughs> and RC gets the last laugh tonight. That's going to do it for Field of 68 After Dark. We will see you next time right here on Sirius Channel XM 84. <laughs> All right, time now for our after hours where our producer Dagan joins us and we get to have a little chit chat with who's ever talking in the live chat. So Dagan. Yes, chat. Wait. Drop us some oh. questions. I have I had everybody wait till the end of the show. So there's not some questions. So drop your questions now, chat. Um, I'll go back. Rob Doster has been in the chat this evening. Um, uh-huh. he, ha- he had a little hot take as if he Because UConn won. That's no, why no, it's did. not about UConn. It's not about UConn. Uh, it's actually about Kentucky. Um, but again, going back to the hot take thing, as if he doesn't have enough of those, um, you know, yesterday and, and everywhere else. So um, he, uh, he said, hot take, John Calipari needs to bench Oscar Shibway more often. He's a train wreck defensively. What are your thoughts on that? You know what? I, I, it, I was going to say this earlier tonight. I, I, I think that's part of what's happening with we give those guys coming into this year, right? The two most popular big men we gave was Oscar Sheetway and – Armando Baycott. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. There needs to be more effort. They need to be challenged more on a defensive end. Because I think that it, it, it's it's neither one is really a shot blocker. They're not altering shots. And then you're sitting back and drop coverage. And and you're getting eight a lot. They're getting eight a lot. So, you know, you got to switch it up. I mean, I thought they should have maybe pent them to the side, like pin Appleby on the side. They kept letting them use the screen, getting mm-hmm. over the screen like every time. And I'm like, yeah, like, what are we doing here? Like, let's figure this out. So it's not just him. I, I say that about a lot of the big. That's my concern about the big 10 and, and, the, and the bigs. And we, when we talked about even, you know, Trace Jackson Davis today, like, can you switch? Like, what, what else do you do if you're not a shot blocking, rim protecting guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Tashibwe's got to defend and, you know, go to Carolina. They started off early in the season kind of um, up a little more to doing their regular hedge, but for some reason they've switched it up. Maybe that's a kind of a player coach decision. But um, that drop is tough because that's kind of a pro coverage and you're not playing 82 games for, for one. And in that drop coverage, if a guy like Appleby gets going, there's nothing you can really do in a drop coverage. He float mid range. Now, now, now the bigs up a little more. Now we dropped it off. Okay. No help. Like it could get ugly if they figure that drop coverage out. And so, um, yeah, he's got to learn how to defend and move his feet. And I think should be up a little more. College is a little different, man. Get, get up there, man. Slide your feet, man. Like, you know, this, this ain't John Wall coming off the screen. You know what I mean? I think you're all right. So, that, that's my take on it. Well, and on top of that, too, if you're going to, you know, not defend well, mm-hmm. then you got to rebound the damn ball. Right. And for someone like him, Julian Woody had seven rebounds tonight, like that, for someone his caliber, he's capable of way more than that. So if you're not going to defend, you got to do something else. And they the use, they usually ball. do that. I mean, I think they, they both usually rebound at a high level. But I also think they both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they, they, because they're double figure guys rebounding. I just think defending the ball screen, like that's everybody's game plan. Going into the game is just like late clock or early is often put in against UNC and Kentucky. It's put them in ball screen. I think it's one of the reasons why we're sitting here wondering where 
both teams being on the bubble. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For sure. Good question, Rob Doster. Well, it wasn't really a question. It was more just his hot take, but fair enough. <laughs> I'm not going to say bench him, though. I, I just... I tell you what, I would like for them to be up on the, the level of the screen and just drop. So a guard just give your give your guard a chance to get back in front of the ball. Like I don't I don't care how how good you are if you just sitting in a lane and I just say you just figure it out and go over it. Then and I, I, all I got to do is twist it. If you get over it, make you come over it again. I, I just think at this level, the experience of the guard plays at every level is too good for that. Guard has to keep coming defensively. If you go be up to test the guard, it's tough on the guards. I, like it, I love when I got the drop because it's the guards. It's the the guards guard, got to do all the work. Yeah, they got to do all the work. So if the guard is going to play like you know with Carolina with how listed they've been playing, if you go if you go tell those guys, hey, keep coming, challenge a shot, like that's a tough task. And score me twenty. You're right. All right, let's keep it rolling here with the questions. Uh, who do you guys see as a dark horse team to make a deep March run? So we'll say, based on the bracket we just put out, we'll say from this five seed line down. Five seed line down. Well, I don't have so, it in front of me. John has it. I don't have it in you front go, of you me. You go UConn. Well, just name a team um, that you, you, you think are seeing. I'll tell you. UConn, UConn would be a team. I, I I don't think you'd have high, but I think they have a chance to make a deep run. Is that, that that's they're, cool. they're on the five line. Maybe, so you're, you're Miami's made a run before. Miami's made runs before. Miami had number six, six seed on the, on the bracket. They could, they could, they could, they've made runs before. I wouldn't be surprised. They, they've been there before. Indiana, I guess, but we got to just see how they can look when they, you know, when they get healthy. But uh, Indiana, those would be my three. And I'd go Purdue. I think it's a team that could could go deep, just because I don't know if there's many people out there that can guard Zach Eady. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Uh, apparently, also LeBron just broke the scoring record. He uh, did. There we I go. Did. He's so good. He, 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 he was going to score 35. That's scary. 36. He, he had a pretty 36, too. He's 12 or 18. All right. That's what, let me see if I'm going to turn it. Anything else? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's still stuff here in the chat. Uh, MC Lee wants to know, when March rolls around, would you rather be a defensive-minded team like Rutgers, for instance, or an offensive-minded team like Iowa? You can only have one. You can't have both. You got to either have defense or you, offense. You, if you don't have defense, you won't make it. You got. I, I take the defense. Definitely, I'm a defensive guy. You got to have defense because offense. If your offense is not clicking and you can't play defense, you're going home quick. Pack it up at halftime. Uh, defense, duh. Rutgers is my favorite team in college basketball. Come on. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, somebody asked, "Is the bracket y'all talking about on the Photo 68 website? It is on our Twitter. Just pin tweet." Top tweet in our, on our Twitter account, so uh, go uh, give that uh, uh, check that out. Uh, Rick wants to know: Does whoever wins the Big Twelve, uh, Texas, Kansas, Iowa State, Kansas State, Baylor, those are the teams he listed, but it could be anybody, I guess. Do they get a number one seed? Yes. Yeah. 
Right now, they don't have a number one seed, though. Is that Jeff? Is that Jeff that did this? That is not Jeff that did this. <laughs> Although we can blame Jeff. Nah, that's fun. We can blame him. Whoever wins, I think whoever wins that conference, and if it's by, and, and if they win the tournament, especially or get to the championship, they'll be a number one seed for sure. From our conversation on Monday, our bracketology show on Monday, Fielding the 68 every Monday, Friday, 5 p.m. Monday, it seemed like Texas was the most likely at the moment to reach the one line. Um, Kansas, not far behind. Um, so Give Rodney Terry the damn job. There you go. There you go. All right, let me go back and find a uh, few more questions here. Um, also, Rob dropped another hot take in the chat. Creighton, is, or Creighton will win the Big East or is the best team in the Big East. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, wow, really? Thoughts on that. Yeah, there you go. Discuss. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You said Creighton's the best team? Creighton is the best team in the Big East or will win the Big East. I can't go back. I, it's too far back to find it now, but it was one of those two. Same thing. I mean, it's the same thing. So, he just so. And he just reiterated it in the group chat. Best team, he says. Best team. Let me pull this up for a moment. Uh, it, two months ago, we thought we we never thought this at the end. Of, are you kidding me? We were thinking like, man, they just struggled, but Colt Burner's back healthy, man, and he's he's a difference. He's a difference maker. Now the guards are playing better. Uh, I mean, it's it's this, they're they're looking like the team that we thought they were at the start of the year. I love the way they defended. I thought I, they were a team. I thought like, man, they, they're gonna be they could be in Houston. And then obviously the wheels fell off when Colt Burner got hurt and 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 you know took him a while. Now he's back playing at that level, and so was Creighton. So I don't I don't know if they dug themselves in a big enough hole that they can climb out of it, but they're going to be right there. They're right back in the thick of things, and this 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 is it's it's I, if I had their schedules in front of me, I'd be curious to see who has the more favorable schedule of those four or five teams, even so if those five including UConn. I just pulled up Xavier's schedule. They've got Butler, Marquette, DePaul, Villanova, Seton Hall, Providence, Butler. So they got Butler twice coming up. So that's favorable. Very favorable. <laughs> Creighton. Um, still got to play Connecticut. Still got to play Marquette. Both home games. And then they got Georgetown, DePaul. They got to play Providence at Providence still. That's, that's, that's an interesting take. I don't think it's wrong, but it's interesting. What do you mean? I I still my my team my favorite team right now in the Big East is Xavier, just because I think they've been really consistent this year. Um, but anything can happen in February as you go down the stretch and you take a look at that schedule is relatively favorable. Um, but to me, right now, like Xavier is the best team in the Big East. I, I, I could concur with that, Xavier, Mar Marquette. You know, I think it's going to be, at the end, it's going to be kind of a battle between those, those two teams to, to win the Big East. Maybe mm -hmm. not the best team. I still like straight. Providence. Oh, yeah. I still like Providence. All right, I'll give you guys one more because I'm sure this one is going to take up a little bit of time here. Um, we're, we're normally in a college basketball show, but since LeBron just broke the record. Also, uh, before we get to the question, chat, we have 200 people watching, only 39 likes. Hit the like button please smash uh, it. We appreciate it. Um, but anyway, Chris wants to know, and this is the age old debate. Who do you have LeBron or MJ? I'm sure we could go all night on this. So um, that's why this is going to be my, 
I don't argue with that. I mean, just pick your it's, it's pick it's pick who you want to pick. I mean, numbers wise, obviously LeBron, but also Jordan is doing things that still haven't been that did things that still hasn't been haven't been done or per se. Um, so I don't really argue with it. I mean, I guess I would go. I'm gonna go Jordan, but like if you say LeBron, like I'm gonna probably be like, hey, look, high five, right? Like, not really arguing. Yeah. So that's my view on it. I don't know. RC, I need to hear this. Talk to me, man. I can't wait. Deep in I'm going to say, you look like you're thinking a lot over there, kid, I like, wasn't thinking at all. I was waiting to see yeah. if Megan was going to give her opinion. That's all I was thinking about. No, no, I'm looking up right now how many championships. How many championships does LeBron have? Five. Five? Is it four or five? Five. He's at five. Two in Miami, one in Cleveland, one in L.A.? Or four. It's four, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He went two in Miami. Oh, yeah, uh, two, two. No, two, yeah. Two, two in Miami, one in Cleveland, one in L.A. And then Jordan won how many titles? Six. Six. Six I think six, it depends though. on what you value in your greatest player of all time. Do you value championships or do you value having the highest scoring app or scoring the most points of all time? Winning, I'll say this. Winning matters. I, I think you got to take it all into context. If you're asking me, Jordan is the greatest basketball player I've ever played against. And he's the best basketball player I've ever seen. I, I, I'm not taking any greatness away from LeBron. It's like taking it, it, the game has changed. I'm not one of these old guys that is like, oh man, he couldn't have did this in our time. His ass would have been a bad mofo back in the day as well. Six nine two fifty, no doubt. But I yep. can also say MJ with no hand checking and everything else in his league would have been unguardable. So um, I, 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 I don't really. I'm only going off of his highs, the domination of his highs. The numbers are the numbers, and the numbers – it's like being a passing quarterback now. If you're a passing quarterback in the NFL, you know, it, it's, it's – it is. Winning matters, though. Mm-hmm. When it comes to greatness, winning matters. Like, you got to be great enough to win. It's like people can make an argument. We're in such a number scrunch. It's like people already are noting – uh, Patrick Mahomes is like the greatest quarterback ever. Like, shut up and get out of here, man. Like, you got to do a hell of a lot more winning before you, you before you put him in that category, oh, right? Man. But, but no, I mean, LeBron is, is there'll never be another one like him. He is right there in the conversation. I wouldn't, I won't argue and jump up and down if someone says LeBron, but for me, for having watched and seen and, 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 and he's the best that I'd ever seen. And then, like bronze right there, but I, 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 you can throw the numbers out, particularly because the errors and the styles and everything else are just totally, totally different. It's comparing apples as I wear yeah. a Jordan hat, yeah. I'm realizing. So I should probably go with Jordan. Um, <laughs> although like, I will say the one thing, anytime I talk about this, like I wasn't old enough to watch Michael Jordan in his prime and like, remember what he was able to do. And so I've been able to watch LeBron and what he's been able to do. But what I loved watching was the last dance. And really kind of seeing like how Jordan impacted the game the way he did, just how kind of like brought a new style in a sense um, to the NBA and just the level of physicality he played with. So to me, it's going to be Jordan to go down as the greatest of all time. But like, look, LeBron at the end of the day, for him to be able to keep his body in as good of shape as he is and to have the longevity of his career, Mm -hmm. I think is also something that, I mean, my goodness, you got to give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah, I mean, but and, and you know, why I said Jordan too is there's some records and there's some things he's done that 
still all these great players and all this offensive bias and all these new rules people still haven't done. So, you know, yeah. hey, LeBron's had the longevity aspect of it, right? But the, the, the hardest about- thing about Jordan to get people to understand is that if you were if you just played against him, like 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 guy, I think I just saw something at the combine. I think one of the guards, it might have been Dennis Smith Jr., like tied his vertical jump. Like people always want to be like, oh man, this athletic guy's here. I, I can't stress to you how athletic he was, how explosive he was as an athlete. Like, you know, like six six, but he was. You talk about quick jumping, and I mean, it, there there's athletes and there's different athletes. He was different. Like he was somebody that when he jumped, like like they just grabbed him. It was like, don't let him get off the ground. <laughs> he got in the air. I'm seriously like that. That was the Jordan rule. The Jordan rules was when he jumped, just foul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't even because you can't get up there. You you he hanging in the air and doing stuff that you just had never seen. And no one has has this athletic guys, you know. But they're not they're not the type of athlete he was. And then now you guys praise, you know, the late great Mamba for his mentality. That's who he got it from. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's who he gonna... got it from. He, he got it from it. MJ. Studied yeah. it. <laughs> he studied it playbook and he just yeah. replicated it. So if you're a Kobe fan, he stole, I mean, not stole, he emulated because that's what he's supposed to do. He just was the greatest to ever emulate the greatest. And that, that's mm-hmm. why. Well, it's that mindset too. Like you have to hate losing more than you love winning. And like, you see how sick it made Kobe MJ like to lose. Like, like you couldn't even talk to him. That type of like, sickness a lot you don't have that nowadays um I feel like for the most part with athletes but I was going to ask you that RC I feel like it's almost a fair comparison mm-hmm. to make Kobe and MJ versus MJ and LeBron mm-hmm. wouldn't you say oh, I mean yeah I mean Kobe's more much more of a comparison than yeah. that but as far as all-time greatness I get it and LeBron's deservingly in the conversation I mean I I, I won't I'm not going to sit here and argue what he's done is just I'm just glad we're alive to see it. I mean, are you kidding me? Like that's one of those records you never would have thought. And then now um, to see him and then to see how many more years he's going to play and to be playing at this high level. Um, might might be untouchable. Nobody's probably going to break that record. I mean, 20 you know what? years. Yeah, but you know what? It's possible only because they're going to yeah. open the rules back up and let people come out of high school again. So when they start letting these prodigies right. and somebody right. else, like the kid coming out, you know, like, you you it's possible but with the three-pointers like if somebody comes out and plays anywhere remotely close but a better three-point shooter than lebron well they they said they they were saying that luca is on track but luca like luca said i ain't playing that long (laughs) luca body luca ain't dedicating that luca's still drinking beers after the game man luca ain't thinking about trying to break no records luca got a dad body luca got a dad he really does have a dad bod he got a dad bod man he ain't got no he ain't putting that kind of work in all right, we have a few college basketball questions, so we'll, we'll finish with those. You can go fairly quick um, with these, and then we can go to uh, our um, our toast of the night. Uh, oh, Brady, by the way, LeBron just broke the record in the third quarter. This is crazy. <laughs> in the third quarter. I did not know all that. I did not know all that. Uh, Stop the game. Uh, what blue blood, basically North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky, is most likely to miss the tournament, and what team is most likely to advance far in March? 
Kansas is a blue blood. I'm gonna go Kansas. Well, hold on, yeah. hold on. No, just those three. Just those those three I named. North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky. What one misses? What one goes deep? Yeah, Henson trying to pull out the. Yeah. I saw that Henson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, at this moment, Duke's probably the only team for sure in the field, so we gotta go Duke, and then. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm just gonna say Kentucky, just because. You know, I, I think it's Duke too. Say. Yeah, I think yeah. Duke has the highest ceiling of those teams. I, I think right now Kentucky, we we think they are what they are. I think we still they're not adding any pieces or anything that they didn't already have. Duke, we've only seen for 12 games healthy, and Derek Whitehead's coming back. Uh, uh, I, I think it's, I, I like, I like, I would say Duke. It'd be interesting to see their ceiling or what they could be. They're young, but I, but they got a higher ceiling than what Carolina Kentucky has. I agree with Duke as well. Once they get Whitehead back, it's going to be really interesting. Anything uh, else? Yes, again? we do. Michael uh, wants to know. About every, we'll just do everybody's alma mater here. So for, we'll, we'll start with RC. RC, does Wake Forest make the tournament? If so, what seed? I don't think they get in. I, I, they're, they're outside looking in now. They just dropped four. They won their last two. They got to win some games and finish strong, win some games in the tournament. I, I, I think their out-of-conference schedule always catches them in the end. And they don't they, like I said, they, they, they're one and six in quad one wins. I don't know how that gets you in. And then the question becomes, what quad one wins do they have left on the schedule? Right? I think they got Miami. Um, it's one. I don't know if there's another. NC State, maybe. I think Miami and NC State on the road are probably their only quad one opportunities to to win. So uh, they're, they're more outside looking in. Their only quad one games left are, you're right, Miami and North Carolina, uh, NC State. No. Yeah. So Megan, we'll go to you next. Northwestern. The cats, my cats, yes. their cats are getting in. I feel good about this. Yeah. Um, cats are getting in. And I, I do think they're kind of properly seated right now in, in the field of 68 projections. I think a 10 seed. If they can piece together a couple of wins, like they, what they got coming up here. Like if you can, some, I, they're not going to be Purdue. But if you can somehow <laughs> find a way to. No confidence? To play, I just with. I like with your squad. Jackie. I like them. I love my squad. I think they're gonna make it. I do too. I do. I'm just saying. I'm with see. I think they could be ten, or I could see them being an eight, nine, somewhere if they're if they're able to piece together some more wins down the stretch. Because I I think they can. When Boo Booey and Chase Audige are scoring, they're really good. And I just think the biggest surprise, the best surprise, has been Chase Audige has been a freaking great defender. And that's what's huge. I believe he leaves the Big Ten right now and steals per game. So for them to really lock down defensively, like we said, you got to play defense to win some games. Um, no, the Cats are in. I think they're going to be a 10 seed. Boo booey. All right, Henson, your turn. We're not talking ACC do, tournament. Do, we know they're in that do one. Do the Tar Heels make the tournament? Um. As it stands tonight, I, I don't – well, tonight, maybe. But um, I, I don't think at this rate, if I'm being honest, that they they make the tournament. I mean, um, they got these tough games coming up. They've lost – what, is it four in a row now? They lost three straight with Clemson, Miami, and, NC, and yeah. at NC State, their next three. So – had that quick ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> rc has been sitting on that one. I mean, I just um, – they're, 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 they're not right now, and – one more bad loss, and they're really gonna 
not be in the field. And I think that's a travesty. I don't think there's any been a team ever been a team that got to the national championship up 16 and a half, not made the tournament. So I pray to God that they figure it out. Um, Cause you don't want that stain on, on, on your career, man. Um, or in the Carolina history. Um, so right now they're not a tournament team, but they have opportunities. If they can win these two or three games and then kind of make, you know, start, you know, go, go beat Duke and level out a little bit. I think they'll sneak in. I think they'll get in. Yeah. I, I, I don't think there'll be a high seed. They won't go far, but they'll get in. It's good for college basketball when they're in yeah, the tournament. Yeah, they'll be. They'll get in. I, yeah. Them in Kentucky will both get in. They'll, they'll be so playing like cheering. I think they'll be sitting there cheering. Like, you know, you know like bubble teams are kind of like, are they going <laughs> to have, the, have the camera there in North Carolina or are you going to cut that off and just, you know. Seton Hall, North Carolina, Dayton is going to be great, great game. Uh, can't wait to watch it. Uh, all right, uh, that's it for me here in the chat. Sorry if we didn't answer your question, chat. There's a lot. We could be here all night, but uh, we're gonna go to our uh, toast of the night. Do it. Ooh, um, am I am I up? Yeah, you can go first. I'm gonna go Trace Jackson Davis. It was an easy pick. He got two thousand points. What one thousand re one thousand rebounds, hundred steals, whatever blocks. Whatever. He went over two uh, K tonight, didn't he? Yeah, yeah the only other person to do that. Oh, is did Nick he? College. Yeah. Yeah, so Nick Collins was the only guy to ever do that. So that's a that's a toast. So, all right. Well, mine is gonna be to the all time leading scorer in NBA history, LeBron James. Broke a record that many never thought would be broken. Credit to him. And then my Deeks for whooping him Tall Hills ass tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, a win is a win, man. Win is a win. At the end of the I'm day. Not toasting, I'm not toasting that though. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny is I normally like to go first so I can get mine and have it not stolen, but Henson stole mine and then you also stole mine, RC. So right. I'm toasting those two as well. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna toast Kansas State tonight. Just coming back, taking down TCU, a very good TCU team. Um I, I'm a fan of them. Big, big. I am too. You can't apologize for winning. You want, you know, you you can't. I mean, it ain't your fault, Miles. You know, Mike Miles in there. You just gotta take it. You know, so take it. Cheers. Cheers to Kansas State. Go Tang and the boys. Go Tang. All right, that's gonna do it for us on Field of Sixty Eight After Dark. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy-five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.